Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. So thankful, so appreciative, so excited to be once again studying or discovering another text from the Word of God with you uh, on today. Last week, we uh, looked at with you all from Acts chapter 5, 1 down to verse 9. We spent a good bit of time there, of course, just uh, talking about Ananias uh, and Sapphira. And today, today we are going to turn our attention to John chapter 13, discovering the text in John chapter 13. When we're reading the Bible, I think it's so important for us to come to the realization. Well, let me say this first of all. When we're studying any section of scripture, we have to keep at the forefront of our minds. Or we have to ask ourselves a question rather, what is God trying to teach me? Again, now context is the same. But when we kind of get into the application aspect of it, how you apply it may be differently from how I apply it. Now, there have been many of times where I have preached a sermon, just kind of looked at the context, made application or made application points that I thought about that were necessary for that sermon. And sometimes before you even get out the door to go home, a member may grab you and say, hey, you use some good application points, but I applied it this way or I applied it that way. Again, that is not in any way changing the context of the scripture rather, uh, but it is using a different perspective. I love that word perspective there, using a different perspective to kind of help us uh, just look at things differently than it was. Say today you get uh, three preachers, a preacher from John chapter 13. Again, the context is the same, but the application. You may have a 65-year-old gentleman, you may have a 45-year-old gentleman, you may have a 26, 25-year-old gentleman. Three gospel preachers, three different eras. The context is the same, but because they're all at different stages in their life, they apply differently. John 13, rather, is a, to me, is a key chapter in scripture for just really just for a number of different reasons and we'll definitely discover those as we go throughout the text on today if i have a copy of, if you have a copy of god's word and we trust that you do i want to read a couple verses from john 13 then kind of dive into uh, discovering the text from john chapter 13 today verse 1 the bible says now before the feast of the passover when jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto an end. And supper being ended, the devil, the Bible says, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Now, you have to really 
have a better understanding of the entire uh, Passion Week that is leading up to our Lord's death. Because if you remember in First Peter two, excuse me, Second Peter two, Second Peter two five and following, the Bible says, "And beside all this, add to your faith virtue." To virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, so on and so forth. I always tell brethren that if those attributes are in me, those are at those are the attributes the devil don't want. He don't want none of that stuff. But if you're greedy, if you're prideful, if you're overly ambitious. The devil wants to use those things not only to expose you, but ultimately to destroy the church. And then there's the question, what is in my heart? What is in my life that the devil can use to destroy God's house or God's people? So it's, it's, it's difficult to say that the devil put in Judas's heart the desire to be greedy. Judas was a greedy man before the devil ever got to him. Before the devil ever got to him, he was already a greedy, a greedy man. He was already covetous. Verse 3 says, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. Verse number six says, well, verse number five says, uh, go back to verse four, actually. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter and said, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Here you have our Lord stopping the dinner. And he begins washing his disciples' feet. Verse 7 says again, Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do, thou knowest not now. But thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said unto him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. <laughs> Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not wash my feet only, but wash my hands and wash my head. Peter said, Lord, just wash my whole body while you're at it. Here you have God in the flesh. John 1 verse 14, God coming down to be what he created. Here you have God humbling himself to wash feet. It reminds me of what the Bible says in Philippians 2, 5 and following. Verse number one, of course, of that chapter, Paul says, If there be any consolation of love in Christ, of any comfort of love, of any fellowship of mercy, of any bowels, of any mercies, fulfill ye my joy. Paul says, be ye like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, being of one mind, let nothing, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, uh, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Then he says in verse number five, Paul says, let this mind 
be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the sermon in and of itself there. Let this mind, I have a sermon I love to preach entitled, you have to lose your mind. You have to lose your mind so you can gain the mind of Christ. It's difficult to let this mind be in you when you have all the space in your mind for your mind. Paul says, let this mind, the mind of Christ, be in you. Then he says, what my, well, well, how does that mind look like? Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Here it is. This is what I want. And took upon him the form of a servant. Why would God be a servant? Consider that fact. The God in heaven humbled himself. He took a lower rank to be lesser than what he created. God, Jesus, humbled himself. Well, Josh, what's a good teaching, or I guess a better word I'm trying to use is uh, application. What's a good way, or how can I apply that? How can I apply Jesus humbling himself? Well, it's what we're reading in John 13. This is what it is to have the mind of Christ. This is what it is to be like-minded of Christ. He says, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to wash the feet. The Bible says here in verse 5, the disciples' feet. Not just Peter, not just James, not just Matthew, but all of them. He began to wash all the disciples' feet. Verse 10, Jesus said unto him, he that is washed needeth not to save to wash his feet. But it's clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are all not clean. So after he washed their feet and had taken his garments, and was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye not what I have done unto you. Jesus humbled himself again in verse 5 to wash all the feet of the disciples. But the point I want to make known is that before we ever get to verse number 5, we read verse number 2. Now, what does verse number two tells us? Verse number two tells us that, and when supper ended, the devil having already put a heart of evil in Judas Iscariot to betray him. Jesus being God in the flesh, Jesus knowing everything there is to know about us. He knew Judas was going to betray him, yet he still humbled himself and washed the feet of a traitor. He washed the feet of someone who only moments later is going to walk out and betray him. Stabbed in the back by the one he poured his life into. God, listen to me, my friends. God humbled himself to wash feet. He did not allow his title to stop him from picking up a towel. 
God is not looking for titles. God is looking for towels. Let me ask you a question. How dirty is your towel? How dirty is your towel? Many say, well, you know, I'm only going to wash the feet of those who are good to me. I'm only going to wash the feet of those who I'm only going to wash the feet of those who have uh, uh, who's given me something. Jesus is washing the feet of a man who's about to walk out and betray him. My friends. God is not looking for titles. but God is looking for towels. And again, I'm asking the question. How dirty <laughs> is your towel? Jesus says in verse 13, you call me master and Lord and you will say for I for for so I am. If I then your Lord and master have washed your feet. Jesus says ye also ought to wash one another's feet. What, 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 why, what, what, what's the purpose of this, Jesus? For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Brothers and sisters, neighbors and friends, those who are listening to this episode today, I want to encourage you. And I'm going to encourage and challenge myself as well today. That as we go throughout this week. I want you to spiritually. Humble yourself. And wash somebody's feet. Now, what that may look like for me may be different than what that looks like for you. But we all get the point, don't we? We need to humble ourselves. Be like our Lord. And we need to wash some feet. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. And I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.